Hello, I'm Anthony Myers, editor of Confectionery News. In our latest podcast, I chat with master chocolatier Gerhard Petzl about his new book, Science Meets Chocolate Art, a fascinating look at the bridge between food art and science, and not only a visual delight, but an entertaining read. Take a listen. My first question is, uh, your, your new book, Science Meets Chocolate Art. Um, what was the idea behind the book? Well, as you know, I started with the chocolate crystals, which is something new on the market. I mean, we have, I don't know, one million chocolatiers all around the world, but no one has really looked into the visual beauty of chocolate crystals. So that was the beginning of a longer story, which... Yes. Uh, further on led to the other books, to the science book. It was, okay, one is the visual beauty, but then I actually, I wanted to uh, cooperate with, um, I wouldn't say famous doctors, but quite important people in, and specialists in their field and make chocolate accessible as a bridge to other fields you usually would not connect to. Uh-huh. So that was the, the basic idea. Okay, and when did your first book come out? Uh, it was 2018. Chocolate, chocolate Crystals, yeah. the Soul of Chocolates, yes? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it took me one and a half years working on the science book. Uh-huh. It was quite complex with the network around the globe and, and all the different fields and, and the translation and everything. Yeah, a lot of work behind me. Okay, um, in your new book, uh, The Science of, of Chocolate or Chocolate Art, yeah. you, you, you explore in quite good detail, actually, a lot of the elements that you think goes into the, into the process, um, like chemistry, geometry, geology, etc. I'm particularly interested in yeah. the acoustics of chocolate um, and the you know, relation to the Indian mandalas. Um, do you have anything more to add about, about that element? And indeed, the, the other elements as well, how, how all these come into the mix like the, of chocolate art. Related to chocolate, you mean yes, the, the comparison yes, between yes. the different fields? Yes. Yeah, so I think I found it really interesting that, I don't know, chocolate looks like a rock and, and compare it with geology, for example. Uh-huh. And like all those kind of things, they sound weird, but I would like just to, to show facts. You know, it's, it's, it's all about facts. So. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, you have the expert in geology, and on the other hand, I'm just showing what I see as a, as a chocolatier and as an artist. Uh-huh. And bringing those fields together, I found it really interesting for both sides, for the professional chocolatiers who probably has seen the chocolate rocks, but not in the way I have shown it, you know. And on the other hand, on the other side, it's the expert of geology who explains mm-hmm. about the history, how the rocks uh, actually was, was made millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, maybe this relates more to your previous book, but um, do you think your research uh, or discoveries can, can help with the, uh, the term now is the reformulation of chocolate, you know, making it more healthy, less sugar in the crystals, say, um, you know, to, to fit in with the current trends that we're finding now in confectionery. Do you think that has any impact, what, what you found? Do you think it could be used? Your, 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 your research? 
Well, I worked uh, in, a, in ID for product development. So we did, of course, uh, sugar reduction uh -huh. and new formulation of chocolate. But that's two different things. One okay. is really product development and, and the product. And mine is a, a visual research on, on, on the medium chocolate. So okay. it, it's hard to combine those two fields, you know, I but see. yes, yes. We, we worked in sugar reduction and, and, and the health factor within the chocolate as well, mm -hmm. which is more and more important. But on the other hand, I see that a lot of people do not really know much about the medium chocolate. No. You know what I mean? I, I have experts in, in, in technology, in the manufacturing, in, in, in product development, but there's much more to chocolate than what you may have seen before. Okay, good. And your book will help shine a little bit of light on that, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I'm, am I right in, in saying that you were a senior conf confiseur? Would that be a necessary yep. chocolate of excellence? Yep. Is that, what, yes. What is that role? What, what does a senior confiseur do? Exactly what you have mentioned before. We okay. we were working in product development I for yes. for local markets on a global scale. So uh -huh. whatever Russia, Spain, uh, Dubai, whoever needs help, new product, new ideas, innovation, we would help you. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next question then is: How did you get into confectionery and uh, you know the, the, the love of chocolate? Where did it come from originally? Um, I'm a trained pastry chef, uh -huh. and from there I specialized to chocolate, then bean to bar for a premium produce in Australia, uh -huh. and from there into product development. So it actually developed over 20, 25 years in different stages and different culinary fields. Okay. Uh, I, I noticed in your book there was a lovely quote um, where you say, chocolate is for crazy people or perfectionists. Um, <laughs> how that, would you describe yourself? That's how I see it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of work behind and, uh -huh. and people do not really know what it means holding a, a nice shiny bar of chocolate in your hand yes. uh, if you grab it from the supermarket shelves. So that's what I mean. It's we are the people behind, and and the more I know, the more I, I realize that I know nothing. You know, it's it's really complex. Uh huh. Are you still? Do you still work for Nestle at the Chocolate of Excellence, or was that a previous role? A previous role. They moved everything to York. Oh right, York, my um, my hometown. Yeah. Yes, I've been. UK. To yeah. Yeah, I've been to the uh, R&D center. There, yes, uh, oh, that's interesting. So, what what do you what do you do now, Gerhard? What's what's your main kind of uh, how do how do you occupy your your time these days? I'm actually quite busy um, in my art field, and I'm doing a lot of sculptures. I'm doing a lot of projects um, for museums, for galleries, and uh -huh. right now the new thing is bringing chocolate crystals onto the next level of design. So I'm going into product development, but not edible. It's like fashion, it's like shoes, it's like um, a suitcase. It's, it's really product and using the visual designs and pattern of chocolate crystal into different fields of product. I see. Uh, do you use any of the new technology, like 3D uh, technology, printing? Does that come into your, your, your work sphere? 
not at the moment, no. no. But say never, never. And I'm always working on the side on some other things, you know. So I, I like jumping between the worlds of, of confectionery, uh, chocolate, and uh, product development, whatever that means. Okay. And outside of chocolate confectionery world, what are your kind of inspirations, whether it's artists, art inventors, or, you know, entrepreneurs? Who, who or what kind of uh, is your, one of your main inspirations would you say? Um, sculptures, definitely a sculptural art form that could mean a bronze sculpture, mm -hmm. that could mean um, a chocolate project on a, like a, a, a chocolate room or uh -huh. a personalized bust or yeah. an exhibition for a gallery that means printed on Alu Dibond on a, on, a, on a fine art print edition. Uh -huh but mainly sculptural-related uh, okay. outcomes, yeah. You wouldn't describe yourself as a frustrate, frustrated artist now, would you? Well, I always was, you know. It, it, I always had actually two jobs. One was being in, in the confectionery field or industry, and one was always the artistic side, which I mainly uh, did on a, on a private or during night where other people usually sleep. So, you know, but as you mentioned before, uh, through Corona and, and all the new situation of the new reality, you also need to adapt, adapt to the new situation. And, and that, in my case, is the artistic way where I'm focusing more at the moment. I see. Good. And in general, in confectionery chocolate world, innovations, anything that's caught your eye uh, over the last couple of years that you think is good, whether well, it could be new new products or new new methods or you know, new, uh, new chocolate discoveries, anything you've seen? Well, there are a lot of things, you know, as you mentioned before, one is the health conscious people of saying, yes. okay, uh, how can we reduce sugar? But sugar is not always the enemy. I mean, first it was tobacco, now it's sugar, you know, but it doesn't mean that sugar is so bad for me. I mean, uh, if I eat a banana or a strawberry, I also have sugar, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy for me, even though the banana is, you know what I mean? So you need to see the bigger picture behind. What is my whole consumption over one day, over a week, over a month? What do I eat? What's my daily intake? Mm. So eating sugar per se is not the problem. It's the problem what else I'm eating. And for me personally, I eat a lot of chocolate every single day and I'm slim. So uh -huh. that means uh, you, cannot, you cannot say sugar makes you uh, chubby or anything like that. You know, so coming back to the question about the product, I think the consumer today is way more conscious of um, the company behind they want to know okay this is the company who produces my chocolate bar yes. what exactly are they doing in terms of sustainability um the future i wouldn't say it's from tree to bar but it's definitely to know exactly more about where the cocoa beans are coming from mm -hmm. how are they handled um how much did the company pay per ton for these cocoa beans. And then for me as a consumer, how is the, is the packaging sustainable? Is it a plastic foil? Um, yes. is, it, uh, is it compostable or biodegradable, my whole uh, packaging? I mean, 
there are a lot of companies already on the market who are 100% uh, biodegradable pack packaging. Yeah. And I think you need to see a chocolate product in a holistic way. I want to know way more about um, the price. The price is one thing, yes. but the, the information behind of who made the product and how is it made especially, I think that will be the new standard for the future. Okay, and what about the, uh, this year there's been a big trend, vegan, veganism in, in a lot of, in a lot of uh, obviously food, food areas, but chocolate as well. I was at ISM in Cologne, and yeah. there's a major trend there. Do you work with uh, vegan type chocolate? Do you, have you tasted it? Do you like it? Do you, what are your thoughts yeah, yeah. on, on we, vegan? We developed quite a lot of different vegan uh, versions as well. And uh, mm. it depends which country you're looking at. Are you in Asia? Coconut is a standard, so you use uh, coconut powder. You have already kind of a sweetener um, within the chocolate, so you don't need to add additional. We tried monk fruit uh, powder. We tried... Um, um, I'm, I'm not very keen on stevia. That was maybe the first mm. one. Uh, everyone was stevia, but it, it still has a side taste. You cannot really hide stevia. Until today, I haven't tried any chocolate with stevia where you cannot taste uh, this, this bitterness. This, uh, okay. it, it just, it, it's just different, yeah? so you cannot hide it anyway. But um, what I think is it's a new role of... Um, food and nutrition for people in general. Mm -hmm. It's, you, you have the classical chocolate where I want my cow milk powder. I want a full creamy chocolate, which is with milk powder from the cow. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't exclude the possibility that I'm eating a vegan chocolate, which gives me a new sensation, a different yes. kind of taste and, and flavor profile within the chocolate, which is uh, pleasurable. So right now, there's no excuse of, of, of only referring to cow milk because there are hundreds, maybe thousands of, of brands and, and chocolate bars on the market in vegan side, which, which are fantastic, which are really great. So I think everything will shift from traditional ways to everything is possible. Good. Thank you. Um, so Gerhard, my, my final question, uh, that's simply, where can people um, buy your book, find your book? Uh, read your books in fact where where's the best place that we readers can go to discover more about you and your work thank you so if you look on my website uh, gerdbetzel.com uh -huh. i yes. hope you order it i hope you enjoy it and you you read the book did you enjoy uh, it did you did you, yes, did, did you did you see something new did you I did you feel acoustics yes i, I realized there's a lot that goes into the uh you know, into the, the 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 world of chocolate, the art of chocolate, not just about taste. It's the whole the whole makeup. So yes, and uh, I was very interested in the acoustic side of chocolate that uh, piqued my interest. So yes, um, I looked at it. At P in, so it's available in PDF format and hard copy print. If people want to order it. No, the PDF it? was only for you. It's in in, oh, in so hard copy only. Yeah. So it's hard copy only. So from available from your website. Yeah, exactly. Great. Okay, Gerhard, thank you very much for your, for your time and that fascinating uh, discussion. Uh, and I hope you know, we keep in touch and um, I'm sure we'll, we'll 
hear m many more projects from you in, in the future as you go on with your discoveries. So thank you. Thank you very much for your time. And yes, I will keep working and I'll be back. <laughs> okay.